Today I'm joined by one of the most well-known UK estate agents, Alex Moisey. Alex has been an estate agency for only two and a half years, but looking at his social media profile, he feels like he's been with us forever. He has recently started his own estate agency chain, Crest, with his life partner, Zara Hilton. And he's joining me today to talk about his life story, about why he became an estate agent, what he did before estate agency, and the future of what him and Zara are going to do. Alex, thanks for joining me today. Chris, thank you for, for having me. And a very good introduction, I must say. Thank you. <laughs> so in previous videos, we've had you and Zara on the sofa. And again, we can look at, people can go to my YouTube channel and have a look at those. But I particularly want to talk about you, Alex. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe that you've only been in a state agency two and a half years. You have appeared on TV programs. You are all over social media, uh, probably even more than me, which is pretty good going. <laughs> but I want to turn the clock back to the time when you weren't an estate agent. Um, I want to find out a bit about you, the man, the boy and the man, and how you turned into, became an estate agent. And from that, after that, um, why you wanted to set your own estate agency up with Zara. So let's go back to your childhood. Um, did you know what you wanted to do as a child? I wanted to be a police officer. Okay. But again, what I mentioned, I was, I was influenced because I was watching movies. <laughs> I was cool, but that's not what I wanted to do, you know, but they, they can become quite inspiring in that sense. Um, it was either police officer or criminal, one of the two, because that's the movies I tend to like, you know, but thankfully I didn't, I didn't choose any of those paths. Um, but look, I, I had a childhood without, a childhood, a childhood without, without mobile phone, without other technology. So regarding childhood, I had a great childhood. I had a lot of friends. Um, Whereabouts was that? So I was born in, in Sicily. Then as time went on, my mum was Sicilian, my, well, in Sicily, my dad is Romanian. So I went from Sicily, I went into Romania and... Do you know what? We, as, as, as a child, it was, it was great. We just—I I was speaking to someone about this the other day. Actually, you know, when we had to arrange meetings, we didn't have phones. If you told someone to be there at a certain time, you had to be there. Otherwise, <laughs> you would not played. You know, so that's that's kind of how the childhood was. You know, so a bit of a discipline at, at that time. So when did your mum and dad split up then? Uh, I was around thirteen, fourteen. Okay, so you lived in Sicily with your Sicilian mum. Yeah. And notice Sicilian, we don't say Italian, do you? No, there's, 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 there's a bit of a... Yeah. <laughs> if okay. Um, what did your Sicilian mum and her family teach you? Integrity, loyalty. Tommy told me to always be brave, believe in everything. Even, even if you don't agree with it, just believe in it just in case. And what about your Romanian father? He he was look with 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 my dad. He was he was a mining engineer, you know. So he was a, he was, he was someone that could fix almost anything, you know. It's like he he loved doing that. If something was broken, he would like to take it apart, put it together, you know. He he showed me how to use a. He, he, remember, he got me a computer. It's like use the computer, but at the same time, I think with with my father, he was. He, he was a bit old school in that sense that everything to him had to be worked on, you know, you just work hard, work hard. And his kind of like, he was never very, 
empowering in that sense you know like he thought the way to encourage me is by telling me the negatives that will happen if i don't follow what he says you know the stick yeah he's like oh you're doing that you're doing that you think this all works like this like yeah it's always like kind of battering you know which i don't agree with at all i think a child you know because the moment you put something in a child's mind that hurts man that that tends to go with you you know and I wish I had a better relationship with my father, but unfortunately I don't. It is what it is, you know. Um, he kicked me out at the age of 16, but I wasn't, I, I, I know. Was I that was in Romania or? It was, I came, so, sorry, I kind of jumped forward a bit. Um, but yeah, he was always, it, it, my mum was the, the, the nourishing one. You know, my dad was like more strict, abrupt, very straight to the point in the sense. So how did a Sicilian lad with a Romanian father end up in the UK? So my parents split up. My dad came here um, to work. And when they split up, because, I don't know, same as every child, you think, dad, 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 you know? And I felt like my mum was in the wrong at the time. Obviously, being young, didn't really understand the concept of, of love, as, as you do. And I wanted to, to, come, to come to the UK. And my mum won custody. But my mum... She's always been very kind and she's always kind of like, Does it, if I did something wrong, she'll educate me on it, but she won't take it away from me in the sense that that's fine, we'll work it out, but this is what I would have done next time. So, you know, you know, so she always made me understand mistakes, you know, uh, and we'll have done something wrong. So when she won custody, I was like, I don't want to stay here. I want to go with my dad. She's like, is this what you want? And I was like, yeah. How old are you at this point? Uh, 14. 14. Yeah. So you moved to the UK. Yeah. With your dad. With my dad, yeah. But you got kicked out two years later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? I was, I think I was rebelling a lot. I think, uh, I think kids deal, deal with broken families in different ways, especially when you don't really understand the concept of it, you know? And I, I felt like, I don't know, you just probably you didn't have that balance in, in, in family life, you know, that a okay. child should have. And I enjoyed fighting. I enjoyed like being a bit like I was a foreign boy in a in a in a new country. When you arrived in the UK, could you speak English? No, not one word of English. But same as everything else that I do in life, I remember being so frustrated because I had I know my partner's here somewhere, but I had girls that really were into me and I couldn't speak Wait, to good them. Good looking lad, aren't you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> like I couldn't I couldn't speak to them, and it was so frustrating, you know. Then I had then I How had guys. How do you learn English quickly? I've learned. I couldn't tell you how, but I've listened to everyone. I'm in an environment where everyone speaks English. I've learned from Cartoon Network, you know, from Looney Tunes, you know, but that was a bit more American. But I've just listened and I've told myself, I need to learn English to the best of my abilities. I was like, forget that. I was like, I need to learn English better than English people. That was my mindset. That's how I went into it. And I can spell. I'll sit here with you, Chris. We'll have a spelling competition. I'll probably spell better than you. I wanted to be better than better, you know, that's what I wanted. And here we are, it's, I've been, what, since 14, 20, was that, 20 years Sicilian now? spelling champion, three years in a row, right? Uh, I dream in English, you know, Fact. this is my first language now, that's, 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 that's and can you, can you still speak Italian <laughs> and Romanian? Uh, Italian, I was very young, so very broken, terrible. Romanian, yes, but again, very broken, so English is my first language. Okay. Uh, but I do try and obviously, keep as much as that possible and I try and pass that on to you. And is your mum still in Sicily and your dad in Romania? No, my mum loves Romania. She's in Romania now. Oh, she's moved to Romania? Yeah, she loved it there. She, she moved in the mountains. They don't really pay taxes there. They only pay, uh, for example, if you build your own house, you buy the land, build the house, you only pay gas. <laughs> well, 
Neither, just electric and water. Fantastic. And your dad? Uh, he's in England. Fantastic, fantastic. And have you have you patched that relationship up now? Do you know what? I think his split with my mother affected him more than you can imagine. And I'm grateful that I had people around me that can... Do you know what? I'm grateful ultimately for myself, for, for growing into the man that I am today, you know, because ultimately I didn't have the benefit of having my father around me to teach me how to be a man. So I've just fucking done it myself because I had to. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, again, I could blame it on him, but you know what? I had every choice. But at the same time, I believe that I'm at a point in life now where I'm proud of the man that I became. And I wish I could say I owe it to him, but I don't, you know? But I still love him, he's still my dad. But I just had to, to learn life alone. Well, I hope, I hope, the, hope that, that relationship patches itself up. Oh, I hope so too, you know? But I think the, the pain of him splitting my mother was so, he's let him, he's let the pain consume him. And I just don't think if he's ever going to come out of it. You know, I think the last phone call I had with him was that he was just going to go and move on a, on a boat somewhere and just live by himself. And that's that. Okay. And I was like, well, look, if that's what you really want, then I wish you all the best. I'm sorry that you haven't let go of something you should have let go 20 years ago, you know, because when you hold something like that, you can, Each you can eat you, you can eat you, you know, and you become a hateful person, unfortunately. It's a shame because it hurts me because he's my father. But look, I, I've got a, Make sure that today. I don't repeat the same mistakes. You know, I've got three children myself. I've got another beautiful boy girl, I don't know, on the way. And I'm so fucking happy. And I'm just glad I'm not going to... I know I'm not going to repeat the same mistake, you know, because I've learned from him different things that <laughs> are helping me moving forward. OK, yeah. so you got kicked out. You liked a bit of fighting. You were getting involved with the naughty boys. When did you actually settle, settle down and decide that you were going to get a proper job? Fucking last year, two years ago, probably. OK, no, come on. I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> look, I think, look, um, my first job, so he's kicked me out. This is whilst, whilst I was with him, so... I went to, I was in college and I was doing IT, not because I wanted to, because he told me that's what I need to do and that's what would be good for me. And I hated it. Like I started, like, I'm, not, I'm good with IT, but it's not a passion for me to follow in IT just because it's going to get you a good job. I don't like, it's irrelevant. I'm not going to work to, to live, you know, mm. ultimately. I'm not going to live to work, sorry. And, um, I needed money because all my friends were going cinemas, all my friends were doing stuff, you know, and he just wouldn't give me nothing. He was like, you need to get a job, you know, like I was like, I need 10 pounds or whatever. I need to go to cinema, I don't know, five pounds, how much tickets were back then. And he just wouldn't, like, it was just more like, he would give me sometimes, but not all times, you know, but ultimately it's not his job to give me money. I could work and I was 16 at the time. So I went and job, got a job at Morrison's. Chris, I was there for two days, I think. On the third day I'm walking, I was working in the alcohol, shelf bit and I, I, I can still remember that smell of wine I walked through Morrison's the other day and I can remember that smell of wine and just reminded me of that moment and I was in Morrison's and I think I've walked out there like, I didn't even tell anyone I didn't care about burning bridges at the time I didn't care about being professional as a 16 year old in a place that I didn't want to be I walked out and I just never went back you know that's 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 the end of that um then he kicked me out at the age of 16 for for a big fight that I had in college in, in Northampton College um, which I'm not proud of. And uh, he just came home and was like, right, pack your bags. And he just dropped me off in town centre. <laughs> I was like, fuck, right. It's, it's time. And I wish that everything got better from there and it just it didn't. It got worse because now I had no guidance whatsoever. All I had was 
what I wanted to do whatever I want. And from there on, things got worse, you know. I, I, I ended up in a relationship, in a young relationship with uh, the mother of uh, two beautiful children that I've got now, Caden and Skylar. And that relationship was very toxic and he, he ended within two, three years. Um, then from then on, I was getting jobs. I worked as a labourer. Um, um, what else did I do? I've done like a bit of labouring jobs. Then I was like, I don't like this either. I just don't. I walked out of that as well. I remember like they left me there with a broom to clean up the site and I just walked off the site. I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't. It's not feeding my soul. It's, I need something else. So I didn't, really didn't know what I want to do. All I knew is that I have to keep trying different things. Um, so obviously I split up, I split up with that partner. I've got, now, got two kids, I'm a young lad. But my problem was that I was very selfish at the time, in the sense that it was all about me. I was still young, you know, so unfortunately my children weren't getting the attention I would have loved to give them, which I give them now. But I'm not doing it to make up for lost time. I'm doing it because now I understand what it means to be a father and how much more it takes to be a how father. How old are those, Skylar? Uh, my, my daughter now, she's 15 and she's absolutely gorgeous. Um, concerningly gorgeous very concerningly my son is is 12 and he's he's got these wits about him like he's just just the money man he's like he's we were playing bowling like a few a few weeks ago and i said look i was like there's four of us i was like if you beat us all five of us i'll give you 50 pounds you know or if you if you come last so if you come last you get nothing if you beat your sister at least i'll give you a tenner the guy started doing maths and he started he started going to the all the other three he's like look it's like, if you let me beat you and you let me beat you, I'll take 20, I'll give you guys the 30 quid. I was like, he's, he's working, you know, he's very, he's not, he's 11, he's turning 12 in August, you know? So he's like, he knows what's going on. He, he went over to my mum's in Romania, funny enough. He knows he can't work as a young lad, you know? So do you know what he did? He's asked my mum, he's like, can I, can I work in, in, in the bar? My mum owns the bar. She's like, can I work in the bar for, for a bit of holiday money? Knowing full well that he can't work there, my mum's like, don't be silly, I'll give you money, but thank you for asking. You know what I mean? So he's playing, he's, he's very, he's got, he's got no shame. He'll ask anything on anyone. If I send him to the, like, if we're anywhere, you know, most kids will be like, oh, I don't want to ask, you know. He'll be like, he'll go there. He'll be like, can I change this? Can I take that? So he's very active. He's, 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 he's got a mindset on him that makes me very proud. Very, very proud. I wonder which stock he came from. <laughs> yeah, well, he's it's, 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 it's coming in force earlier than I did, put it that way. Good, good stuff. He comes from good stock. You said to in a previous video that you're proud of the fact that you've never been to a Christmas party. What other uh, jobs were you doing? So in my life, in 34 years of age, it's 30, 34. Yeah, I'm 35 in June. Bloody okay. It's going well, it's going well. I've had... 23 jobs that I can remember. But now I've just told you Morrison's and the labourer thing, that's 25. Um, after the labouring thing, I can't really think that bad because I ended up in a, in a life where I just love party. And, you know, that was my, in my 20s, I was like, holidays, let's go, you know. That's, that's, that's the world I was in. And um, just to provide for that, I was like, right, what else do I do? Then I, I've quickly realised that I'm a very good relationship builder. And I've realised that sales, it's an easy enough job. Don't have to brush anything. I don't have to stack shelves. Wear a suit, you look presentable. I like that. Went to sales. I've done everything from sales. I've done PPI. I've done insurance. I've done you name it. And I always used to smash like records, but it was never feeding my soul. Was that almost the money was coming through, but you weren't enjoying it? Yeah. It was, I wasn't selling products that I believed in. 
oh, I felt like I was scamming people, you know, because we're selling PPI, like we had all these pitches, which weren't genuine pitches. They were designed to, to break human patterns. You know, that's what these pitches are, are, are created for, to, to break human patterns in thinking patterns, patterns, sorry. And I was really good at it, but I knew that that's a short-term gain, you know, because karma comes back. You, you earn a 50 quid from doing a, a mis-selling. It's, it's quite easy to do that, you know, and I feel bad for people that do that because you might pay you now, but in future you, you pay triple that, you know, probably more. Um, and I went, and I, and I think the last two jobs, which I actually really enjoyed and I was really good at, was recruitment, medical recruitment. But I soon understood as well that I'm literally in like modern slavery environment. I'm selling people. It sounds good on paper, recruitment. Is it? You ended up running a restaurant as well, didn't you? After the recruitment, which I was, I was really, I was enjoying. Um, and before, before the restaurant, I was saying, then the last one was the recruitment thing. And I was like, I really want to do the Christmas party this year. You know, everyone looks like he's having a good time. There's girls, there's everyone. I want to do the Christmas party. I didn't make it. I got so frustrated. I got frustrated. There's, there's, there's always this hierarchy and you've got this management that just, you just see that you don't, you're not valued enough. You know, you just, everyone wants to do what's best for themselves, which I understand. And then you've got these, these managers that are employed by the higher, higher us um, to control the environment and they become, excuse my French, they become assholes in the process because they think what they do is good, but they do it for themselves to get promoted. Then I get it. It's fine. You know, if that's what you want and if that's what you think is going to complete you, fine. Um, but I didn't like that. And I was like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not there's something that I know is going to kick off, you know, so I need to keep going. Okay. And I've met with one of, one of my good friends who now lives in, in Bali and we, we do some, some properties in Bali together, funny enough. And we remain good friends and I was going, I think I was, I was about, I don't know, probably 29, 28, 29 at the time. And I just had this entrepreneurship like exploding me, you know, this is when it wasn't really big like it is on social media now, like everyone to be an entrepreneur, it came naturally. And I always said to myself, despite everything that went through through my life, I was like, I'm destined for greatness. I remember my mum when I was very young explaining to me how, how people die. Because I was like, mum, what's death? Like, what, what is this? And she was like, oh, well, this happens, that happens, then, then you die. And I looked at her, I was like, I'm never going to die. It's not because I'm scared. It was because I'm, in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to die. And I know it might sound absurd, but who knows what's going to happen. We're getting very close to being able to, to live forever, you know. Um, and I used to say to her, like, I'm destined for greatness. And I had certain people around me that influenced certain aspects of my life. Whilst I had people that influenced the negative aspects of my life and put things in my head. I had people that gave me very clear views that I still remember. So I've kind of blocked out the negatives because I knew that's not who I was. But the positives that really meant something, they elevated me. And what's short story that I'll tell you, funny enough, it was one I was, I was, in, I was in school. I was probably like 13, that's before I came to the UK and there was a group of us just sat outside and I was wearing, I was wearing a double denim, like as you do back in the day. And this old, beautiful old man walks past, like very like shining, you know, and he's like, I'm not saying it was God or anything, but, and he walks past and he stops, then he starts having a chat with us. Then he looks at me and he's like, he's like, you, he's like, you're going to break a lot of hearts. He's like, you're, you're going to be, 
for the women, you're for the women. And he looked at me and I, again, sorry, <laughs> it's my partner there, but I'm for her now. But he stuck with me and he soon, and it just shows what power words can have, especially on a young, fragile mind, because that stuck with me. And I remember the words now when he created me in that, in that image, you know, so... I, I kind of it, it stuck to that in the sense, but that's obviously in my early days because now I'm a I'm a I'm a man now, so I'm committed. I'm, I've got different aspects on life, but up until that point, it, it created that version of me, you know. So I know that I'm attractive in that sense now, and I I know what I'm capable of. Do you get what I mean? Um. So going back to to the entrepreneurship side is is my mom always used to say to me like. Be, remain curious, keep trying everything. And she always supported me. Every time I said, I quit a job, I'll do something. She supported me. She was like, whatever God wants. You know, they're very religious, but she's also very spiritual. So she was like, whatever God wants, you do, you know, it's, it's, you get this. She believes that every time I do something, I'm exactly where I need to be. Um, do you think all the jobs that you've done, almost the stars were aligning and giving you certain sets of skills and lessons to enable you to become a great That's how I passed every interview. I want to come back to the story. You told me just before we switched the cameras on that you were running a restaurant, which you part-owned, and you told me something that really did screw my head up. What, 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 what did you mean by the reviews and, and how you ran the business? Because this was during COVID. Wasn't so it? I think, so right before that, I had another business and... The way, the way business works at the moment is everyone's so obsessed with, with reviews and, and not just them. I, I ended up being obsessed with that, you know, and I suppose you sometimes can become so obsessed with a business and becoming successful that you end up ignoring everyone around you. You know, your, your, your goal is where the business is going to be in 10 years. What that means is that what you do then, you, you ignore the family, you ignore the present, which is probably the most, part of the, most beautiful part of life. And before the restaurant, I had a, a business with one of my good friends and he was, um, he was selling colloidal gold, which is like a, a liquid of fluoride-free water with gold nanoparticles, which ingested, proven ingested, the, the nanoparticles travel to your brain, they make you more open, you can be more clear. I, I still take it to this day, I'll be honest with you, you know. Uh, but anyways, I'm not selling that anymore, so I'm not selling it to anyone. Um, and... The reviews were so important for that business to drive sales, okay? And I was still partying at the time. I sold it with my partner because we started partying, we started spending the revenue. So I was just learning entrepreneurship, but didn't learn how to manage okay. money because, again, didn't have that parental control there when I should have. So what, what happened? And obviously, I've started the, I've started the restaurant, uh, the food plug, which is still active now. And I loved it because I, I like to cook. And... Um, People love my cooking and it was just making me making me feel whole and I think this is it. Was I found I found what I needed to do. Oh, I found it. It's like this is it. The reviews were so important in the sense that they were more important than family. And it's sad to say, but they were. Had you had your third child by this time? No. I had my obviously I had my other two kids and at this point um I was I was married. But when I monetized that company, I was working seven days a week in there, meaning that I got an investment and we, we turned around, we made it really cool and whatever else, then celebrities started coming there. And I was like, this is working, it's blowing. But the problem is it just completely took over my life. And I was in there seven days a week looking after everyone else but myself and, and the people that what year truly was this? cared for me. This was 
a year before, so two years before lockdown and one year into lockdown. So you were married, you had a, a, a food business that was doing really, really well, but it, it took, and you thought this was the one. Yeah, this but it the, took, it, it took over my life. I was, I think if you look at pictures of me from back then, I was skinny, I was drying out because I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping, I'll work from, I'll wake up at 6 a.m., I had a 40 hour minute, 40 minute drive there, I'll have to go get stock, I'll prepare everything, I'll clean up at night, I had a staff, I think about 15 people at one point with another four or five delivery drivers, so it became very, up, a beat, you know, it was like it was a hype, it was consistently going. But I knew it kicked in and I was like, this is this is not normal, you know, I was like, the, the reviews don't care about me, you know, they care about the service and the food what, that I'm grateful. That, what was the catalyst that, that made you go, I'm going to sell my share and become an estate agent? I've met up with, <laughs> with Tyrone, who was a good friend of mine, very good friend of mine at the time. And he obviously had his issues, whatever they, they were done. And, and I messaged him and I seen what he was doing with real estate. And I remember real estate, it's a funny story. I've applied for three agency jobs, estate agency jobs in around 2000, when I was, sorry, when I was about 20, 21 years old. And they all said no, because I had no experience. But because he was your friend, he said, come and join me. But this was like when I was 21, at this time I'm 34. And I, I've, he was messaged me because he said to me, he's like, mate, it's like the way you are, Okay, you seen what it was like with when I was speaking to girls in a club or other people in a club. It was like you got confidence, a genuine confidence about you that tells me you're gonna be great for this, you know. And I knew there was time for a change. I knew it, and like I know a lot of people be like, "All oh, this hard work, you won't leave it." I, I couldn't wait to get out of there. And I remember I told my business partner, I was like, "If you don't buy this, I'll sell it for a pound to the next person that comes here." You know, when he boy bought me out and uh, I've joined, I've joined Tyrone Ash and I had a great time there. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. You know, I had a great time. Um, what, what did you learn? I've learned real estate, you know, I've, I've, I was always good at sales, but I've learned, i tell you what, that Tyrone, he, he, he can pitch, you know, he's, he's great. He, he had the vision. He, he, he had the vision when I met up with him and, and I think it's a shame that our relationships ended the way he has because... I believe, do you know what, I don't know, I think we probably need to sit down and speak at some point, but I believe he's, he was a good friend of mine, you know, and I think that's probably the most hurtful part of it. And I think to him, it's probably the most hurtful part, I hope, you know, unless I'm wrong. But he's taught me a lot of things there. I've learned a lot of things, you know, and I wish that things would have ended differently. I really genuinely do, you know, but... I believe that life, and I, I don't know, I think that the universe, God, has got a plan. There's a plan for each individual person, you know, and, and I'm grateful for everything that I've took from there, but I'm so grateful for where I am now. So you, you um, and, let's start again. You know you've got me going there. So you, along with your life partner, Zara Hilton, you've set up your own estate agency called Crests. Yes. Is that because you wanted to do your own thing? Nothing against what happened in the past, just it was your path. This is a very interesting story. So, I'm trust people because I'm brave to trust people. I'm very loyal. If I shake hands with you, that, that means to me more than any agreement you've got in place with me. All I expect from you is to do the same back. Okay. 
during the process, whilst I was there, I, there, were, there were some things I didn't like. And I think sometimes when you get guided with, with ego and pride, you tend to buy into that as well, you know, because it's the environment you're in, you, you tend to kind of adopt the same environment. And I think initially when I wanted to start my own business was as a competitive business, you know, to prove that I'm better. Okay, well, let's be honest. If no one left their employee, I know there were, it wasn't the employment thing, but if no one, no, we, we've all left our bosses to try and prove to ourselves that we can do it ourselves. Yeah. And if we didn't do that, then we'd all But I didn't do that, Chris. I always know if, if me and you do something together, I'm under the mindset that everything can be done easier and better. Everything. If you're telling me that you don't need to reinvent the wheel, I'm telling you that the wheel needs to be fucking reinvented. That's how I think. Okay, that's simply how I go. And anyone tells me different, we're not in the same, we're in the same dimension here. I had this idea, I can do this better. I can be more successful. You know, I already knew because I'm inspiring people. I'm inspiring people to, to join the company. So why did you want to start your own agency? This is a, a really good story actually, Chris. So I wanna, I wanna take it back a bit. So I'm an entrepreneur, okay? That's, that's what I realized I wanted to be. This is what I wanted to do. And real estate is why I ended up loving, you know? So I know that this is what, this is how I'm gonna end it with real estate, you know? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a name. I've got a goal in mind, a much bigger goal okay. than me and anything. Yep. You're, and, with, you're with your Zara as well. Uh, uh, so yeah, we've got, we've, I've got a destiny now, which I'm certain of, you know? And, with me, with me and Tyrone, he's an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. And, and we both had big goals, you know, together. But unfortunately, life sometimes, well, it's got different plans for you, you know? Whether I want to ha have a family. With Tyrone, he wanted more different lifestyle, you know? So I, I, whatever, it doesn't matter. So, the, so Tyrone taught you some great things, passion and drive. He's an entrepreneur like you, but you decided that you wanted with, you know, with your partner, Zara Hilton, to almost... Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. that just, is the, that's the genuine truth. Just, you just wanted to yeah. go down your but, own path. But just like he would work, used to work for someone else. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's life. He's got, he's got different yeah. plans for you. And it, I'm it, hoping that one day you'll watch this. I'm hoping you'll watch this and we can be friends again because I've never had anything against him. And I think, he's, anyways. He's a very, very good estate agent. And I know some people don't think that, but I personally think he's done, he's look, he's done he's, great he's, for, for a state agency. He's taught me what I know. His, his personal branding is exceptional. And, and I'm sure he has got, as I said, he's got his model. He's, he's, he's moved out to Dubai now and he's looking to go worldwide. You and Zara are doing your own thing. Plenty of, there's plenty of ocean yeah, there's out there. Plenty, there's plenty of food. And like I said, I hope, I wish that it was both of our journey together, but like I said, the world's got different. Anyways, to, to kind of put into perspective, so me and Zara, we, we, we talked about that, but I've said that I'm, I'm a loyal person, which I am, okay? Meaning that Crest never got action. Never, okay? He didn't get action because I was like, no, I'm staying here. So Crest was something that you and Zara came up with a long time yeah, before you Yeah, because it was, it, was, okay. it, was, it, was, it was a dream for us, okay. you know? It was like, yeah. But, and there's nothing wrong with no, that. No, it's not. It's, it's like I wouldn't be the person I am if I'm not ever aspiring to be higher, you know? What I wanted to know is where is this journey going to take me? Can I grow any further, you know? Like I've taken everything I need. What else can I do to grow further? So obviously the answer to that is always like, we want our own thing, you know? But I was loyal because he's taught me everything, so I remain loyal, you know? Then <laughs> the universe and, or God has got this tendency to give you a kick when you need it. 
you know, so in January this year, that's 2023, 2023, it happened in such a way that you parted ways. Yeah. It, 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 made, it made it, it made it like it's, it was made to happen like that, you know, okay. and I believe that crests had it had a destiny. It had to be created, you know, and that's that's how it worked. And I believe that if I sat here and I kind of went through every little bit of fun things happened, you well, don't understand that too. Alex, uh, thank you for your thoughts there. I'm, I'm sure there would have been some people out there that were expecting something a little bit more explosive, but you're an honourable man and it's just two blokes that have gone in two separate ways. You've given me your story today and along with the other videos that you've given me, both singly yourself and with your partner, Zara Hilton, I've got a great feeling inside me that you're gonna go far in this world. You are confident, yet not cocky. Are you in the mold of most estate agents? No, you're not. But you're a humble man who's hungry and with the support and the guidance of your gorgeous missus, Together, you are going to go far, and you've heard it here first. Thank you for your time today, Alex. Thank you, Chris. Really appreciate that. Great. Thank you.